guys, welcome back to another episode of Artistic State of Mind, bringing you the best dialogue in film, theatre, music and TV. My name is Stephen. And I'm Juliana. Welcome to another great show. My voice yes. sounds a bit hash at the moment because I was shouting earlier, but... Who are you shouting at? That's for you to know. That's for, that's for me to know and you to find out. Okay. Mm, all right then. He's up to stuff that I don't know about. Okay. Yeah. I'll see. So how's your week been? Do you know what? My week is, yes, it's been a bit of an interesting one. Nothing, well, festival's over now. London Film Festival's over now, so it's a bit quiet at work. Went into it today. It was quite strange because I came in at 10 o'clock in the morning and looked around and hardly anyone was there. And then people started trolling. I can't talk. Strolling in around 10 30 11 o'clock i was thinking well i didn't get the memo i should have come in later but you know it is what it is but yeah it's winding down i've got about a week left and then i'm on to the next job which is still at the moment pending so yeah you know anyone that wants to hire me let me know looking for a job but yeah how's your week been Stephen? it's been decent been decent i went to the cinema a few times she went to the cinema once what did you go and um, see I went to go and see Blade Runner 2049 is that any good it's quite good I'm going to talk about it a little later on the show okay have you seen the original Blade Runner I have seen the original Blade Runner when did you see the original Blade Runner two weeks ago oh so you made sure you watched it beforehand yeah got to see Harrison Ford in action first mm-hmm. the younger cool. self of him yeah the younger self of him finally enough I was going to use um, a bit of Blade Runner for um, an AI kind of montage so I had to I have not watched the film but I've watched the ending of the film interesting first one or the second one first one funny enough so I've watched the ending of the film but I haven't watched the film and we are going to talk about Blade Runner Mm -hmm. at some point in well the original right in the episode so it's gonna be quite interesting so guys make sure you keep listening cool yeah so what's the downbeat Stephen? Down. We're going straight into that. What? Isn't it, isn't it, wait, I really forgot. About what how have you forgot how we do the episode? Wow. Has it been a wee while? It has. Um, um, you were recording two weeks ago. It can't be that long that's ago. True, actually, I think I know what's downbeat now. It's just kind of like news for the week. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got there at the end. Yeah. So, what is the downbeat this week? Man, yeah. What's uh, the downbeat? What's been happening this week? Like, what's been buzzing? Like, Film wise, film wise, I gotta say the thing that's been trending and people have been celebrating so much is obviously uh, Black Panther. Yo, yeah. And my mouth just literally hit the mic swift, so you might get a bit of a feedback there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually only watched the trailer today. Wow. I know I was late to the party, but I like to watch it when I'm fully focused and not when everybody's watched it. I did see it going everyone going mad about it on black twitter so that was quite interesting i think twitter in all not just black twitter people were excited about the film well i'm gonna talk but about black, black people were more excited. i'm talking about black, black twitter, twitter black twitter was because most of the people i follow are on black twitter so i was just like <laughs> right. i was just seeing loads of memes and everyone wearing their african attire to the cinema let's make a special event of it so you know it's gonna be black twitter yeah. and of course the marvel fans uh-huh. as well uh-huh. what do you think of it Stephen? give us your thoughts of the second trailer to be honest with you i'm not too sure 
I what? Be, I might be the only person in the world that thinks that. I am surprised. I'm joking. I love it. <laughs> actually, I actually liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, the first one, obviously, the teaser trailer was was dope. Just gave us a bit of what was what we're, what to what was to expect, and mm-hmm. obviously, this official trailer that's came out, obviously, two minutes long, was even better. Got all kinds of scenes in there. Yeah. Um, we got to see a couple of a couple of people mm. hear a couple of people finally speak. Yeah. Any um, accents that stood out to you? Okay. Well, what's the is his name Chadwick? Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman. Now his accent is very questionable. I'm I'm I mean, is it meant to be okay? Wakanda is an imaginary African. It's a fictional. A fictional fiction. African land. Yeah. So I would assume that the accent is fictional, but yes. the vibe that I was getting was very. South African esque slash something thrown in between. Uh, 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 mm. Speak your mind. Speak your from mind. From those Say noises, it. can you tell that I was just not? I was. I was just like, oh, yeah. Who was your dialect coach? That was right. the first question. Right. Right. Like that's what I was thinking. Yeah, it um, was very questionable. It was questionable. Yeah, I was so I did, when I, did I see saw, it in you know in Civil War as well, he did have this kind of dodgy. African. Was it dodgy? It was really dodgy. And I was just like, I hope they're going to improve on that. And clearly they didn't. No. Okay. Oh, dear. Oh, so that's but another I, thing. I don't even know what I was to expect anyway. If if it's something that's a fictional place, it's not, it's not exactly, he's not playing um, Nelson Mandela, even though it might as well be because that accent was very close to South Africa. It's true. Yeah. It's true. And to be honest with you, I also heard Angela Bassett's accent just for the, the she mini sounded, second. She sounded. And I was like, oh. mm. but I was like, let me see if I can hear anybody else who might have an accent. And, and the, Lupita, Lupita had an accent. Didn't but it? Lupita is like, I feel like she had, she can get it right. <laughs> she can get it right. right she okay. can get it right. Um, okay. Is she, she not Kenyan? Well, she's Mexican American Kenyan, I yeah. think. Um, but I've seen her in Queen of Kuwait. Mm-hmm. Can can we? That chess thing. Oh, that chess um, chess game film. Queen Quad, of Quad Quad. Quake, 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 Oh, whatever it is. Sorry, I've just really butchered it. And I and I watched it as well. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah, no, her accent was quite good in there. So I, I knew that Lupita was going to do it justice. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a problem with her. Mm. Um, but yeah, his, his accent was questionable. When I heard it, I said, pardon? I was like, rah. And then when I saw Michael B. Jordan, mm-hmm. he plays Eric... Killmonger. Killmonger. Or supposedly, well, most likely he's going to be playing Eric Kilmonger. Yes. When I saw him, I said, please don't have an accent. Please don't have an accent. I beg you in the name of the God. And he didn't. He had an American accent. Yeah, I was like, accent. Now, people, some people have been saying, you know, um, some people I don't really know about the comics and stuff, um, have been saying that he's kind of like copping out. But, you know, um, from the comics. I'm not a comic book reader, but obviously. No from my research. knowledge, and this was just me doing research today yes. at work. Yeah, that's what people uh, should do. Yeah, before. I did a bit of research. And from my knowledge, he was actually um, exiled from. Wakanda. Wakanda that's and then correct, lived yeah. in America. Yeah. So New it would York, make yeah. sense. It would make sense for him to have a New York accent, depending mm-hmm. on when he was exiled. I think it was when he was very young. Very was, young. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, who's his dad is the question. Isn't that meant to be Andy Serkis's character? No, that's not his dad, is it? No, it's not. Because I was just like, that don't make no sense. Uh, But apparently in the comic books, um, um, Andy Serkis' character, which is Claw, Mm -hmm. um, he adopts um, 
Eric Killmonger. Okay, so that makes sense into why he's that's his dad. But we don't know if that's going to be if, if that's going to be actually manifested into into the into a story. But yeah, no, no. Um, I'm really liking Michael B. Jordan's character. How okay. can I like the villain? Like, I like the villain. Like, there's something about People him that he just kind of stole the trailer. He really just, no, but he, he actually didn't have that did. many scenes as well. He didn't have that many like... scenes, but he just had this stance, stance. <laughs> That looked very villainary. <laughs> villainary. <laughs> I'm just making up words here. Um, that looks like he's a villain that you can give it to. Like okay. he's one of those villains that yes, you can get it. You what? What do you mean by get it? Get what? <laughs> you can get it. Wink, wink. If you know what I mean. Wow. But we won't go there. I'm digressing. But I have a love for Michael B. Jordan, so maybe that's what it is. I'm not looking at the villain. I'm probably just thinking, oh, it's Michael B. Jordan. I love you very much. Right. But yeah, no. Um, let's talk about something else. Um, in regards to Black Panther, what mm-hmm. did you think of the music? The music was was cool um but you know music i think obviously music has a very very powerful effect mm. um which but, we will go into a little yeah. later but yeah the first for the first trailer it was um by run the jewels and it's something because song was called legends mm. and then the, the second one was kind of like a, a mashup between jill scott is it not jill scott heron or is it the revolution will not be televised yeah hold on i've written this down because oh, okay. i did research um jill scott heron yes yeah. the revolution and obviously Vince Staples as well on there. Yeah, shout out Just to Vince Staples. Vince Staples. Staples. Vince Staples. God, Jules, what's going on? Um, Vince Staples. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was pretty dope. I really like. I would. Where do you think this? This it's interesting to see where the soundtrack is going. It's, it seems like it's going to be a lot of hip hop. Um, kind of political politically charged music if that yeah. makes sense yeah i think that's and do you really think right. that that's justified yes yes um, yes yes you sound <laughs> like a professor I don't, what steven's doing right now is literally stroking his beard going yes yes <laughs> literally looking like but, a professor uh, <laughs> all you need is the glasses yeah that's it. and uh, a pipe yeah um but yeah i feel like that's the direction they're going which is good and i think i hope that Ryan Coogler, the director of the film, has a part Yo, to play in that. Oh, of course he directed it. Completely forgot. So yeah, it's good. It's going to be very um, interesting to see what kind of music, what kind of soundtrack they're going to put together, mm. and if it's going to be some old songs on there, if it's going to be just a mashup of old and new, mm. um, if there's going to be new songs recorded for the for the project for the album or for the soundtrack, um, which would be really really good. So mm. um, yeah, man, it's looking it's looking good. Yeah. And obviously, shout out to like there was. Um, Obviously, I think there was a UK actor. Letitia Wright is in it as well. Yes. It? Did you see that bit where she did with um, Chad- Chadwick Boseman? Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to like her character. I feel like she's like the down to earth kind of character. Like she's cool mm-hmm. and she probably is the real, like will tell him about himself. They had this secret kind of handshakey thing. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to like her character already. Apparently not even real brothers and sisters, they're stepbrothers. They're stepbrother and stepbrother. Oh, so they're stepbrothers and sisters? Yeah. Thanks for spoiling it for me. Well, that's not a spoiler. It's, that's that's what happens in, that's what it is. I didn't um, know. I don't know anybody who, all I know is the the villain, which is Michael B. Jordan, mm-hmm. obviously Black Panther. What's his actual name? Black Panther, what do you mean? Oh, um, Chadwick Boseman. What's his actual Oh, T'Challa. Af- T'Challa. Yeah. Um, and then Angela Bassett plays his mum mm-hmm. because she... It was revealed in the trainer. <laughs> that's that's not his real mum. 
what the hell? Who is he? No, <laughs> so, so basically, I, that, guys, the, I'm, I'm, I'm literally a rookie, so I don't know much about the Black Panther. So I'm not going to sit here and act like I know a lot. But I don't Stephen, think I educate me. Either, but like, educate Angela me a Bassett's, little bit. Um, Angela Bassett's character is um, Charles' stepmom, and um, oh my god, Letitia Wright's character. I forgot her name now. How can I forget her name? Um, but yeah, that's her mom. That's her real mom. Basically. Oh, okay. So basically. Um, T'Challa's dad, who's T'Chaka, um, who passed away or died in Civil War. Okay. Yeah. Him, he married Angela Bassett's character. Okay. And then they had a kid. Which is Letitia Wright's, Wright's character. character. And then, yeah. that's, that's that Guys, thing. maybe next episode will come with names. <laughs> yeah. God. Maybe next episode. And what will. did you think of the poster? I thought, ah, the, this poster just looks so regal. It reminded me of the, the Great Gatsby. Yes. <laughs> I was just like. It was the colours. But I think, I think it was just, they were just trying to, um, like, trying to show royalty to yeah. some extent. And Hence just like, the And so yeah. I said regal, very yeah. kind of like yeah. royalty I just thought like. It could have been. I feel like it could have been so much cooler. Like, but you know, I feel for what it is, it's, it's, it looks good. Yeah, it looks good. So it's coming out February twenty eighteen. Yeah, I think Actually. it's the sixteenth. It might be different in the UK. Are you are you making a big thing about it? Like getting all your friends together, let's all go and see it. Or you're gonna do like a a I'm, midnight I'm, screening? I'm gonna pop see to a, the cinema I'm by yourself see it a couple times because I really want this. I really want this film to hit like a billion box office. I feel oh, like I think it will. it will. And this is just a testimony to for people to understand that and i think a lot of black black films are doing that are doing that now because everyone seems to think um black films black cinema doesn't sell mm. and that's why they won't get greenlit and exactly like sell, but, but yeah the get out is a testament mm-hmm. girls trip is a testament mm-hmm. just a few other i don't know other ones recently but they're all testaments to them breaking box office and yeah. you know selling out people going to see it and it's just a reminder that you know people will su- we we are supporting mm-hmm. do you get what i'm saying even black panthers even though it's a marvel it's part of a big kind of corporation and stuff like mm-hmm. that but when we see the beautiful melanin on the screen we're gonna be there yeah, to gonna, support we go and turn up <laughs> so <clears throat> moving on yeah from all that melanin Mm-hmm. I feel like um, all our What's the Downbeat is melanin based. Yeah. Um, it's to do with, they have officially announced the new Effies. So um, Effies, I mean, from Dreamgirls. So Amber Riley will be leaving Dreamgirls um, mm-hmm. mid-November. So if you guys want to see Amber Riley, and I heard she is phenomenal, mm-hmm. I'm yet to go and see it. Because Remember, I've been talking about seeing Dreamgirls for the longest time. I still have not seen it. I still haven't seen it. I know. But the plan is to see it before she leaves um, um, leaves the run. So, but um, they made the announcement, I think, yesterday. Yesterday meaning Wednesday. Well, yesterday meaning Wednesday when you guys listen to it on Thursday. Um, they announced it yesterday um, <laughs> that three new FA, um, FEs um, have been announced. So that's... Um, Marissa Wallace, Moya Angela, and Karen Marv. Um, they will now take on the role and they will begin performances from the 20th of November um, across the pond of the production. So I believe it's going, it's doing a North American revival tour um, and then it's going to go back into London again. So it's kind of across, so they're basically free 
actor actresses playing that one character, but they're all different it doing it at spontaneous times. Okay. Um so obviously we all know um Amber Riley made her debut, her West End debut, um back in December last year. Mm -hmm. So it's um it's great to see how she's kind of taken on this role and been absolutely amazing. Look at me talking like I've been and watched it. She's taken on this role and been absolutely amazing. Um like they've just had amazing kind of reviews all around, just from all around the cast in general, not yeah. just from Amber Riley, but all the cast around. Um and the show's actually been extended to the June of 2018. Wow. So if you want to get to see the new new is it iffy or effies? Effies. I want to see effies. If you want to see the new effies in action, make sure you get your ticket um, after the 20th of November. And if you want to see Amber Riley one last time, she will be performing. Um, she will be performing until the 18th of November. So make sure you guys get your tickets and go and see that happen. Dope. Dream Girls is the film was amazing. Jennifer mm. Hudson was phenomenal. So, you know, if you're seeing that live, and to see all the costumes and just that era itself, you can't go wrong. You can't. You can't really go wrong. Can't. Would you go and see Dream Girls? I would, but I take I, a lady I, I friend. Doubt, I, I doubt I would probably go. I take just, a lady friend. Yeah. Said that confidently. Wow. <laughs> Didn't know you had a lady friend. <laughs> so what you don't know about me, even though you're, you're my sister. <laughs> I know, raw for real. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. And then moving on, guys and dolls. UK's first ever all-black cast in a Smash musical. Can you believe it? Wow. I know. Long time coming. Long time coming. I'm sure it's been done before though, right? It has been done before, but not. I, but it's the UK's first okay, so ever. Right, right. Okay, I guess it isn't long. I guess probably it's, it's been done in Broadway. Bro bro Broadway. It's mm -hmm. probably been done there. It's probably been done in like America. But here, you know, it's kind of one of those things and gets and I've got to big up Tallawa Theatre because mm -hmm. they are co-producing it. So it's going to be running from the 2nd of December to the 27th of January at the Royal Exchange Theatre. And they've got a uh, array of cast. Um, I will not say people's names because uh, we're going to be here forever. There's a lot of names. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it and I can't wait to go and see it. Um, you know me already. I'm not really a fan of a musical, but. Again, for the course, I will go and for see the it. For the culture. For the culture, I will oh go God. and see it. <laughs> quickly moving on. I'm quickly moving on. Before we move on, <laughs> I I don't know whether we should talk about this or not. Um, You're going to say it and then, well, we're going to We're going to see. Stephen might just say, nah, leave it. And I'd have to listen to him. Um, we've obviously heard about what's been going on in inside Hollywood. Nah, leave it. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Man said, leave it. No, joking. Speak on it. Go let's, on. let's speak on it. Let's <laughs> let's be quite. Well, we won't. We don't want to step on anybody's to toes. We're, we don't care. We don't care. Well, <laughs> I don't care. Um, but what's been going on in Hollywood in regards to Harvey Weinstein? Is it Weinstein or Weinstein? Weinstein, yeah. Weinstein, a top, top, top director, well known in the Hollywood industry. Is he a producer as well? Like. No, he's no. not a director. Sorry, producer. misused the words. He's a producer. Okay. Not a director, sorry. He also owns the Weinstein. Oh, used to own Weinstein. Uh, well, used to own because they fired his ass. Yeah. Um, 
used to own the Weinstein Company, um, also owned Marmax before owning the Weinstein Company. Maya Max or Marmax? Maya, Maya Max. Is it M-I-R-M-A-X? Whatever that it is, right, yeah, okay, yeah that it, one. Yeah. Um, before, obviously, now being fired. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going to say, I don't know, is it allegations? Accusations. Accusations. <laughs> All that stuff. All that jazz. Uh, <laughs> Speak on it. Go on. No, I was going to say accusations, but it's. But I feel like I'm downplaying it because obviously these women have come out mm-hmm. and said that these things are happening. So mm-hmm. it's a bit unfair for me to say accusations. Okay, right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, basically, stuff has come out, yeah, and he's been accused mm-hmm. of sexual harassment, rape. Um, what else? The list is kind of endless, but not really endless. But he's been accused of other things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of all, abuse of power. Mm. Let's just put it out there. Um, what's your take on this? Man, it's it's tragic to hear, but... Tragic? <laughs> yeah, it's tragic because... Well, actually, it isn't tragic. It's just, it's very sad to hear, like, all these women have been going through or have gone through, you know, these things with this monster. And it sounds so PC with this monster. <laughs> it sounds like you're up there doing a press conference. <laughs> but go on, um, speak on it. <laughs> you said. And uh, so I feel like, you know, it just takes one person to stand up and you know, say yeah. something. Mm. And then, you know, people will, you know, have, have the confidence, have to, have speak the confidence out. to speak out as well about this, you know, situation. Um, but you know, people have been saying like in Hollywood, it's a very, very interesting place to be. And you have to have guts and balls to be able to live and maneuver Hollywood. and maneuver in Hollywood. I don't think I have the balls and guts for it. I'm far too nice. You even though you hear me and I'm like hmm, every second and up, uh, I might be a little bit uppity, but I'm far too nice to live in that. In, like I, I, I would, I need my sanity. And I don't think, I think you lose your sanity in Hollywood. Um, And it's one of those things where it's like you sell your soul to the devil. (laughs) Is is that the nicest way to put it? Yeah, I guess so. Pretty much. But not to say everybody in Hollywood is like that, because not everybody in Hollywood is like that. I was listening to another podcast and they had a guest on there. um, And uh, they were talking about how just the people you look at people and you see them on their instagrams i I don't know we're digressing a little bit you see them on their instagrams you see them on you know various platforms and they paint this persona of of they're like this and then you meet them in real life and and you're like wow you're really not like that you're actually you're actually mean Okay, right. You know right. what I mean? Okay, You're a mean, mean person. Maybe like shallow or maybe, yeah, I guess that. You know, that well. kind of falls into that category. So it's kind of like interesting that, you know, those people, I, I, I don't necessarily look up to people anyway. I kind of look up, the people that I look up to are people that are my peers that I kind of like see, you know, doing the everyday hustle and bustle life, you know, trying to make it in an industry or trying to just make it in life because mm-hmm. that, that in itself is hard. But anyway, this is not a podcast about life coaching or, and all that stuff. But going back <clears throat> on the Harvey Weinstein situation, it's it, like you said, it's sad and it's disgusting. 
my issue is is that a lot of people knew about this and said nothing whatsoever i think for something like this a lot of people are now coming forward which is great Mm -hmm. but i think if those people had come forward those years ago yeah all of these things that we're seeing about him would have been he would have been chastised a long time ago and it wasn't even someone that spoke out i think it was an expose wasn't it it was an expose um, I think somebody from the Hollywood news. news, Yeah, it was, it was a, yeah. So yeah. Um, so, and the thing is an actor, um, Rose McGowan had Mm -hmm. come out about it a long time ago and people called her crazy. Um, I loved her from charmed, by the way, she was amazing charmed. Um, (laughs) for those who watch charmed, um, but it was just kind of like, and this is, this is, this is a reminder of, you know, when I can understand why some women didn't speak up, because mm. if they did speak up, the example of you're crazy, where is that coming from? And somebody now all of a sudden having the power to dead your career. Yeah. You know, how can one man like that feel like he has so much power that, you know, if you come to my hotel room, I'll make you the best actress in the world. So you hear like these big a- actresses now coming out saying that, you know, he did this to me, mm-hmm. you know, he proposed, he propo- uh, had a proposition for me, all of this stuff. And you think, oh my God, this is disgusting. Mm. And, you know, he honestly thought he could get away with it. Yeah. You know, because he, it, it's not one, it's not two. Mm-hmm. There's loads of women coming out. And yeah, it's just, yeah. it's disgusting to think that he felt like he could honestly get away with it. And there was a lot, he's not the only person. A- and I'm not surprised. I won't be surprised if more people start saying, oh, well, this person did this to me. And I'm I'm, I'm hearing that more people are now saying that there's this next executive producer that did the same thing to me and all of this stuff and this is why it's so important that hollywood or just these kind of industry needs to be diversified in a sense that we need to have more women executive producers that are pulling the strings like you know not to say that women i don't know i'm I'm, i don't know if women would necessarily do that but you wouldn't have a situation where a woman's propositioning propositioning mm-hmm. a man saying that I've got two contracts here. This one could help your career. This one can send you packing. All you have to do is, you know, <laughs> get me excited. Like I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know mm. if there's ballsy woman, ballsy women like that that would do that. Do you get what well, I'm saying? I think. So I think sometimes. Uh, yeah, ah, that's another subject for another day. This is true, but. <laughs> I think there needs to be more women running the, the running the Hollywood game, and I'm sure there is a lot of women running the Hollywood game. But you've got people like, you know, H- Harvey Weinstein that's literally, and now people are now realizing, oh, he's he's disgusting, and da 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 da, da mm. when he was disgusting from 30 years ago, apparently. So, what do you re- what do you think is going to happen to all like his film? Well, his film's still going to be there. Oh yeah, well like they're going to be there, but. It's now tainted, isn't it, a little bit? Of course, of course. About, you know, um, you know, we've got to give credit to the actresses and actors and whatever that have been that have been still putting in work mm. even after what they've been through. True. That's yeah. true. But yeah. But anyway, we've got a bit of a we've got a topic to talk about this week. Mm. This one. Um and it's quite interesting <coughs> because um like I mentioned working part of the London Film Festival, I was looking after a couple of 
um, Connect talks, and one of them was with David Fincher. Do you know who he is? I do know who he is. He's the director of, um, gosh, he directed um, Justin Timberlake's Suit and Tie. Is that all you know? I know, and he's directed the new Netflix um, production. Or uh, you've you've show. been reading my notes, haven't you? No, I haven't. Actually. <laughs> you actually did your own I research. I actually did my research, oh, wow. and he's on um, directed um, Mindhunter on okay. Netflix. Yeah, have you watched Mindhunter yet? I've seen a few episodes. I'm going to talk about it a little later. Okay, cool, yeah. nice. I have not seen it. Funny enough, um, but I had. Well, I actually got to meet him. I didn't get to meet him. Meet him. Like, hi, David. I'm Juliana didn't do that but you know what i mean um so like i mentioned um part of the london film festival we had um a kind of like a series of talks called lff connect and part of the series they sat down with david fincher who's a director slash producer um he directed (coughs) seven fight club there we go zodiac an array of music videos in the 80s and of course like he said justin timberlake's suit and tie um and he also produced and he also produced and directed some episodes of House of Cards for all you guys who love House of Cards on Netflix. Netflix, right? Netflix. That is correct, yes. Yes. Um, so I didn't get to see the talk, but I was talking to one of my colleagues and she mentioned something and I thought it was quite interesting and I thought it would be quite good to talk about. Mm-hmm. He mentioned the three important tools that he looks at while directing Mm -hmm. is and to making something a successful feature or Mm -hmm. series is 25% visual 25% soundtrack music and 50% audience engagement okay so it got me thinking what are some of the best kind of films what are some of the what are some of the best films with the most amazing soundtracks so and how important is soundtrack and film score so is there a difference between film score Mm-hmm. And soundtrack. Well, uh, I, I I didn't know you were going to ask this question. <laughs> Put you I'm, on the spot. I'm, I'm, I'm a. I think this is what it is. So I think like a film score. I think they're kind of the same thing anyway. But film score is something like maybe it has maybe uh, a composer, composer, um, like an orchestra, band, and all this mm. stuff. Uh, and then obviously a soundtrack is something that you you can still hear like in regards to like orchestras, but it's a collective or a collection of songs that has been put out to um specifically yeah specifically for that film to mm-hmm. um to the public and they can purchase they can listen to you whenever okay. they want to um yeah interesting so i did a bit of research and i was like what are kind of like the best kind of films with like the most amazing like soundtracks mm-hmm. but at the same time what other films that i've watched that i thought wow that soundtrack is really sick um what what are kind of like one of your favorites that you've kind of like listened to and thought uh-huh. you've watched maybe in a cinema uh-huh. and you thought oh this 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 okay. is making me want to go and buy the track or this is putting like oh yeah. the energy um inception <laughs> inception um oh interesting well, the, yeah the soundtrack the release soundtrack um is from hans zimmer hans um, zimmer yeah um who is a great composer i believe he is he is um, did he do avatar no he didn't Okay. I don't. I don't think he did. I might be wrong. Okay. Um, I don't think he did though. Mm. But uh, yeah, he's done. He's. Done, I think he's done Inter- Interstellar as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I think he done a film this year. I can't be I've forgotten it already. Um, I thought he done Blade Runner twenty forty nine, but I don't think he did. Um, but yeah, um, Hans Zimmer. Um, yeah, for Inception, that was really. I still listen to it now. Like now, well, I listen. And that's more. Uh, that's more the 
that's more the film score than the actual soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But then, yeah, it was released as kind of like a, an album soundtrack kind of thing. Mm. And then like, yeah, like usually if I'm like working out something, like it gets me excited and pumped because it's all lofty, um, dramatic music. And it's just, you feel like you're in a film when you're mm-hmm. listening to it. And that's the importance. It's integral to have like an amazing soundtrack mm-hmm. because... It's something that can enhance the emotions in a in a scene from like romantic to like terrifying. Yeah. And if it's wrong, if it's paired wrong with the wrong scene, it kind of puts you off that scene, if that makes sense. Oh, definitely. So I can understand where David Finch is coming from in regards to 25% soundtrack, because when you look at a scene, you're not only looking at what is happening in that scene, you're also thinking about the sounds, mm-hmm. the music, mm-hmm. the, 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 how it kind of like, integrates integrates together yeah to make that scene even more powerful if that makes sense Definitely. so if you can think of a particular scene i'm mm. putting you on the spot yeah, if you can right. think of a particular scene in a particular movie that you thought mm. wow the sounds the music in itself amazing la 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 don't joking um it's um it probably has to be the most recent for my watch which was blade runner 2049 okay there were some scenes in there that were just it was like I was sitting in the center of the cinema and I was just watching it like in this huge screen right in front of me and it just it was it was quite loud mm. but then it I kind of felt like for what the scene for what scene it was it was like a just really open space um uh, I'm not gonna I don't think I'm gonna spoil anything anyway it's just an open space and there's a flying car to some extent um, and, I um, think everybody knows that there's flying yes, cars there's in Blade cars, Runner so yes. you're not really spoiling um, much. <laughs> But then it's just the way they transitioned from scene to scene, um, and the way the director done that it was it was it was so beautiful. The colors they used as well, but it was just like really really loud. It also like it almost hurt my eardrums to some extent. But I just felt like wow, but is that a good thing? It but, was, it was, okay. it was perfect for what I was watching. Mm. I don't really have to describe it too too much because I haven't really thought about it too much. But mm. I've just just think about it now. It's just it felt like yeah, this is perfect. If it was like a really somber. If it was like somber kind of music and really soft, I'm like, this isn't, this doesn't connect with me too much. Mm. But I just remember that particular scene. It was just an open scene and there's just a, a car flying and it was just like really loud. It had like these really loud trumpets or trombones and it was just, just blaring and like, yeah, it was just mm. packed a punch. Okay. Packed a punch. How about you? And then talk, oh yeah, with me, it would have to be. I think the soundtrack, the film that I, that had a soundtrack that resonated with me would have to be Baby Driver. Okay. Um, Edgar oh. Wright's um, film. Yeah. Uh, even though, obviously, the compass of the film is obviously this driver. I'm spoiling it. I don't care. You no, should have no, seen the film by it's now. Not, not spoiling anything. It's, it's out. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's even out on DVD. Yeah. Um, but obviously, the it's about a driver called Baby, aka Miles um who uh is kind of like a getaway driver Mm -hmm. for different kind of robberies and stuff and how he's able to drive because he has something wrong with you is it is it tetanus i'm beginning with t we should really do our research um and the funny i was reading about it today anyway so i think it is tetanus no doesn't matter yeah don't matter um but he has that and 
how it, uh, what helps him is listening to music mm. and obviously that's how kind of like the the film is run is run by the the music the soundtrack i think it's, for it's me essence, yeah. yeah play some essence to it and i think that's what i really kind of like enjoyed about it. the soundtrack is absolutely amazing in the sense that you hear the music and you get you get excited definitely so I kind of came out there thinking, yeah, the film was great, but the soundtrack was amazing. Yeah. That's what it was for me. I can't remember a particular scene. Maybe the opening scene when he's like walking um, and just to music. Yes, I really like... was like going on beat as well. Yeah, exactly. And I really like the moments where he would go, like he would go and get the coffees and you hear him listening to the music. Yeah. And then as soon as the headphones come off, the music just stops. Stops, yeah. It's just perfect time in those small little intricate kind of things mm-hmm. that take place work really well. Yeah. There's um, loads, there's loads of scenes in that film that are just amazing when it comes to like matching music and, you know, action and uh-huh. um, choreography to it as well. And, you know, um, and, and so um, that character that plays yeah. baby, uh, he had to do a lot of choreography for that yeah, film. Yeah, I heard he's in his audition, they made him dance and lip, lip lip sync yeah as well yeah so it all it, it looked it looked amazing everything that was the way they done it and mm. you know while i was watching that film i had a huge smile on my face and usually i don't i just watch films with, like stern face to see were you like excited like, yeah i was just like wow this is like la la land part two <laughs> but, what's with you in the la la land i love that film it's amazing really? i'm sorry yeah i'm still yet to see it wow still yet to see it shame on you anyway. thank you yeah <laughs> i take that shame with all glory <laughs> but uh, yeah that, that's all i had to say about it It was just a really cool film and you know the way they incorporated music into the film it was brilliant mm, cool so there, there's quite a few films because again like i said i did a bit of research and kind of googled what are a lot of the predominant films that have the most amazing soundtracks yeah and i happened to be at work and so i was listening to kind of like their soundtracks and mm-hmm. stuff like that and one that really stuck out to me was definitely um, The American Hustle. Okay. And I haven't listened to the film. I haven't watched the film. So mm-hmm. I might be a bit kind of like, people might be like, girl, watch the film first before you start speaking about something about the soundtrack. <laughs> but you can see, I know a bit about the film. Mm-hmm. It's kind of based in the 70s. So was, yeah, you know, that. so yeah. a lot of the music is funk based, kind mm-hmm. of a little bit of rock. And I think the the soundtrack kind of like takes you down on that journey. Okay. So when I was listening to it, I was like, yeah, yes, this can get it. Like, <laughs> not get it like that, but you know what I mean? I <laughs> keep term, saying that that, that term. I, I really don't. I know. Yeah, boy. I did the wrong term. Um, but you know what I mean? You can like get it, down to it. Yeah, you can get down to it. Like, get um, your groove on, all that stuff. So yeah. So other films as well that I came mm-hmm. across, Kill Bill. Now I know that's one of your favourites. It is one of my favourites. What do you think? Oh, Do you yeah. think it's like one of the most iconic films with the best soundtrack? Definitely. And just the film stylistically is amazing. But yeah, volume, well, volume one and volume two are brilliant. And Quentin Tarantino. And Quentin Tarantino's films are known to have like really good soundtracks. Yeah. Like I was looking on a list, Pulp Fiction was on there. Yeah. Um, Django Unchained apparently mm-hmm. had a really good score. It did, yeah. So, you know, he seems like he's one of those directors that absolutely takes music very, very seriously when it comes to the decision making of how well the visual and the music is incorporated Mm -hmm. and how important it is for the audience, I guess, because obviously with music, 
you get the audience engagement. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. And if you are, uh, if you are interested in seeing um, or listening to the way music plays perfectly into a scene, just go on YouTube and type in um, Kill Bill. Um, I can't believe I don't remember what's, but just type in Kill Bill, Twisted Nerve scene and just listen to that song and, and watch, watch the, um, the visuals as well for it in the film. And you'll just see how amazing and haunting it that is. scene is. Okay. So I picked films that I know you would definitely know. Okay. And you've probably most likely watched because you pretty much watch everything. Tron. Tron. Legacy. Yeah. Um, Daft Punk inspired, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Now you can't go wrong with Daft Punk. You like, can't. You can't. Daft Punk is like the... <clears throat> epitome of futuristic music yeah they're ahead of their time they've yeah. been ahead of their time for such a long time so it's kind of like one of those things where you can't go wrong and i guess tron legacy what did you think because obviously you've seen the film yeah i yeah. think i've seen a film i don't i'm not into all that ai kind of stuff i try well, it's to not really it. ai it's just a it's just a um i beg to differ it is quite ai -y. i did really? my research really and it's, Artificial, artificial intelligence. I thought yeah. it was to do, to do with a game. Someone yeah, goes into he a game. Hence it being Arth artificial intelligence in the sense that, oh, this is another subject for another day. We might have to talk about this. Okay. Because um, I did my research at work, so okay. I know. Okay. Um, but I think it's to do with all the... Um, artificial artificial intelligence is something that's, that that is not is not human, mm -hmm. but can run like 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 human. <laughs> like human like wait human so it's a, it's a it's a maybe a computer program or computer or um something that isn't real but it's made it's yes. made to be real yes or created to be real to so there's this question of then is robocop uh -huh. artificial intelligent you could say that something so that, there's no, so actually, many there's so many no. layers to it okay right so do you know what i mean but <laughs> something that's artificially artificially in that's artificial intelligence. <laughs> oh my God. It's, it's a type AI. Something yeah. that's AI is, did you watch the film with Joaquin Phoenix? Yes. Called Her. Her, yes. With Scarlett Johansson as well. Yes. Yeah. That's artificial intelligence. That is correct, yeah. And go. also they do play on that as well in Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, Blade yeah. Runner basically is also yeah. artificial and intelligence. Yeah, and, and, and the phase one. Yeah, yeah so, so sorry. we can go back to the first one. So mm -hmm. you've watched the first one. What yeah. did you think? Again, Blade Runner was seen as one of those films that has uh, an amazing score. Mm -hmm. I believe the score was, was by someone called Vigares. I might be saying the name wrong. Um, we will tweet it correctly, <laughs> um, I'm sure. Um, but the film was like a lot of the music and the score was done by this particular mm -hmm. per particular person. I, I don't want to, I don't want to reveal the gender because they might be gender fluid and I might be completely wrong. Um, but yeah, so listen, watching that film, mm -hmm. what did you think of obviously the original film and yeah. that soundtrack compared to the soundtrack listening to Blade Runner 2049? Is it 2049? 2049, yeah, yeah. 2049, doesn't matter. But um, yeah, um, the first, the first one, it was, it does, ha it did have kind of the same feel. Um, it was just an expansion on the world itself. So they kind of explored a bit more in 2049, but when it came to the, the score and the, the soundtrack for each of these um, films, I felt like the set the twenty um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine stuck out a bit more to me. Mm -hmm. um, maybe because with like eighties and like I think was it is it seventies that film was made in seventies or eighties that film was made in um, for the first one. Uh, it didn't really 
hit me as much as the twenty um, Blade Blade Runner yeah. two. Let's just say Blade Runner two. Um, so yeah, but the the second one it was a lot more potent. You could say in regards mm-hmm. to hearing it and it being so in your face mm. and um, major props to the director. I, I forgot his name now. I shouldn't have forgot his name because. I Googled him the other day because I saw his, I've seen his other stuff. But he also directed Arrival as well and um, Sicario as well also and Prisoners, the Prisoners film. But yeah, he is uh, an amazing director. But just, I'll say for me, Blade Runner 2 kind of stuck out in regards to um, the soundtrack. And mm. I will be looking looking for it when, when I leave here to see if I yeah, can buy it Yeah, because you, you're the kind of person that likes to listen to the music yeah. even after watching the film. I know yeah. that for a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, oldies but goodies. So again, through my research, the graduate was quite a predominant one. Do you know what the graduate is? Sounds familiar, but please. Um, it's about this young man who sleeps with this older woman. Um, and yeah, um, oh, the words. Who's in it? I want to say. Oh, he's in Meet the Parents. Uh, what? Ben, no. no, the dad. Oh, uh, um, Robert De Niro. No, Philip. No, not Robert Philip. That's Hoffman. Okay, right. I don't know. It might not be Philip Hoffman. See, I'm so when I see somebody's face, I'm good with faces. I'm really horrible with names, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think that film. Okay. Um, there's a particular line about Mrs. Robinson. Right, okay. That film. Okay, yes, I think I didn't know what Yeah, so that has been known to have a good soundtrack. I think probably for its time, Mm -hmm. the music worked really well. Um, It'll be interesting. We'll probably probably take this to Twitter and kind of see what people's thoughts are on a particular soundtrack, especially from old films and how how it has now developed for new films, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um. Because I saw quite a few more modern films that were on this list. Right. Um, Shaft being one of them. Okay. So Shaft, we all know what sh- who Shaft is. Shaft was. Samuel, wasn't it? Yep. Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Am I wrong? Oh my God, I want to say it is Samuel. Samuel. Samuel L. Jackson. It probably is. Yeah, it is, it is. Yeah. I'm going crazy. I'm not going crazy. I know yes. you're not going crazy. Um, most of the music was composed by Gregory Isaacs. Okay. Yes. That's dope. So very 70s again inspired. And then going on to Purple Rain, the film. Uh-huh. We all know Prince, rest in peace. Um, and that's where you hear the song um, Doves Don't Cry. Mm-hmm. Again. Doves, doves don't cry. Doves do cry. Doves. Oh, <laughs> It's doves don't cry. Stop questioning me. <laughs> okay. Oh, right. now it's bugging me because I don't. I <laughs> doves don't rain. What is it? <laughs> I Quickly don't check. Know. I don't know. Okay, I feel like I have to check now. You check and I'll talk. Okay. I reckon it's doves don't cry. How okay. much you want to bet? There's not. There's no need to bet. Okay, not bet money. <laughs> bet something else. You wash the dishes for a whole week. When doves cry. We're both wrong. Okay, when <laughs> doves cry. Close enough. Something to do with doves. Um, but yeah, oh God, my lips just touched the mic, sorry. Um, but yeah, so that was that's known to be a film that had an amazing soundtrack. 
again, probably most composed by Prince. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his music is one of a kind. Amazing. Um, but a final one that you probably, we can probably both talk about. Mm. And because I have watched this film, I don't really remember the film, but I do remember the soundtrack. The soundtrack is um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Volume 1. Yes. Right. Volume 2 I've not watched. Okay. Volume, volume one. 2 you also had a... Well, uh, volume 1. Let's talk about volume 1. Yeah, let's talk about volume <laughs> 1. So what did you think? That was very kind of like, again, 80s oh, inspired. Yeah. Big time. Big time. Inspired. And I was reading an article mm-hmm. and that film itself, the music was a big factor and kind of told the story of the film. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? It does. What are um, your takes? It it was very there was it all it all kind of came from a, a cassette tape that um Star Lord I can't say Star Lord his name I forgot his name now but um Chris Chris Pratt Chris Pratt's character <laughs> yeah. aka Star Lord um plays he was given this tape this volume uh, yeah this um cassette tape by his mum mm-hmm. when he was very young which is probably around eighties and she kind of curated. She curated um, some tracks for him to listen to. Curated is the right word. Yeah, and um, he listens to those tracks, and it all it plays throughout the film. So the first song that was in the first part, well, the opening scene was "Come and Get Your Love." Mm. Uh, I forgot who by I, I should I should have written this down, um, but I just know I just know, I just know the song. So mm. and um, yeah, he's he's very every time he's going for like a big job or maybe doing some work to get paid for. He puts on his cassette tape, puts his music on, and he's just like ready to go. And that kind of motivates him to do what he needs to do. Which is and, a little um, bit like Baby Driver. It does be like Baby Driver, yeah. yeah. So that's a, there's a connection there. So, um, but yeah, music plays a big, big part in, in the film. And that's why I think it was very successful because it kind of took people on a ride of nostalgia and, you know, listening to great tracks in a film where everything is so, usually with Marvel films, they don't really, they kind of play into like, you know, um, like popular culture but they don't play into it too much mm. when it comes to like old school songs like um the jacksons um what song were they is it abc or they had the song of jackson's five yeah songs in it. yeah i, was I want you back to... or something like that yeah, yeah in in that in the volume one so yeah and just they just play into that and that was it was great mm. it's a great film great film and great soundtrack too i've got that as well actually i've downloaded that that's quite dope mm. how about you what do you think of it yeah, no, I thought the soundtrack was really, co- really cool, and I like, I like the fact how the soundtrack plays into the story. Mm. I think it's absolutely important, and I think it's it it's cool seeing that happen. Yeah. Um. So, the music, the music is on the it's taking you on this journey with mm-hmm. this guy, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. So that's what I kind of enjoyed about it. I don't remember the film very much, but I think I definitely remember the music more. Cool. Um, because that, you know you enjoy kind of like music oldie music you kind of enjoy that and you kind of like are taken back yeah I'm, I'm going on as if I'm like in my 50s or something where I just <laughs> nostalgia but yeah um, and quickly mm. before we wrap up what let's talk about TV shows and sure. soundtracks sure um, because that that's another that's because like I said David Fincher mentioned not only features, but also in series, because obviously he did he did direct the Minder series, mm-hmm. Mind, Mind Hunter. Hunter. Mind Hunter. Minder is a different show. Sorry, guys. Um, so then I thought about 
various kind of like TV shows that I thought, whoa, their soundtrack was really wicked. And one of them is Insecure. Mm. So Insecure, and this is what I love about Insecure, is that they were playing music from up and coming artists. They were. So, and a lot of the music also played into the elements of the story. Yeah. Um, so there was a particular from season one, Gold Link's Palm Trees. Okay. Very it, perfect, perfect song in a sense that you think of palm trees, you think of this sunny area, but yeah. that's how LA is. LA's got palm trees. You get mm-hmm. you get the LA vibe from it. And that's what Insecure gives you. Insecure gives you this LA vibe. Yeah. You know, you kind of get it. They talk about um Anglewood. 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 Inglewood. 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 <laughs> <laughs> like, I was trying to put up signs as well, but I was annoyed. Um, I was trying to do that. I was thinking to myself. Um, Anglewood. Anglewood? Inglewood. Inglewood. Raj, Yana, what's going it's, on? Wait, it no, is. it's Inglewood. It's Inglewood. It is, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. so Inglewood. And just talking about parts of LA um, mm-hmm. uh, and I find it quite interesting and it, being that it's a young and fresh show you heard young and fresh music mm-hmm. so you heard music that really kind of dictated to what Issa was going through you heard music that you that you heard you you heard music that di- dictated Molly's emotions you heard music that kind of dictated certain kind of aspects of the the show yeah so i thought that was a wicked soundtrack what did you think because obviously you've now watched insecure. insecure um um i think season two stands out more to me than season, season one because one. i've listened to the, the soundtrack for season all the official soundtrack for season two and it's got loads of tracks on there um one of the tracks i constantly go back to is this track by scissor it's called quicksand if you haven't listened to it before it's dope um but yeah had to find that dope in that there dope <laughs> that dope there. And um, yeah, it had a, what other songs on there? Obviously the song by um, Gold Link as well. Gold Link's just making a lot of appearances. In yeah, because Gold Link has got that that energy of yeah. Insecure. But the song was um, was featuring Shy Glizzy and Brent Fiaz and crew. You know that song? You see money all around me. Yeah. Yeah, so that song... Um, but yeah, the soundtrack does, it, it's got like up and coming artists like usually uh, from, from America or even from around the world, really. But um, yeah, like really, really good soundtrack and the way, the way it was put together. I think the first one was put together by Solange, is that correct? Yeah, she curated she it cu- for my... That word. Curated. Uh, curated. And um, the second one was put put together by Issa, I believe. So No, Issa and it? somebody else. Issa and someone else, right. Um. So yeah. Yeah. And, and you then, feel like the second one was the second one stood out, stood stood out to you more. Yeah, mm, I, I interesting. Enjoyed, I enjoyed the second one. And apart from Insecure, there's also the Get Down, the which Get Down, is yeah. inspired by music anyway, yeah, but time, inspired yeah. by more hip hop. The beginning of hip hop. Yeah. Um, in the seventies, late seventies slash early eighties. Eighties. Yeah. Um, I thought the soundtrack for that was pretty kind of cool. Um, it's a shame that they they didn't get to do a second. I I could only see it going on for two seasons. It didn't need to be longer than that, yeah. but it would have been good to kind of see an, just a bit more, a bit more, I guess. Mm. Um, so it's a shame it was it was cancelled, but I guess it was far too expensive for Netflix. Yeah, it was one of Netflix's mm. most expensive, expensive shows, or was expensive. Most expensive yeah, most show. expensive series. Series, yeah. That Netflix. Netflix is out here doing things, boy. They are. Be spending you know, okay, that money. Yeah, there's, looking to spend i think is it i heard about 
that can't be, it can't be right, but I heard about something like six billion next year. Six on billion like, on what? On film production and TV shows and stuff. That sounds about right. That's ridiculous. And I'm going to tell you something off when we finish that's going to baffle you. Okay. About something that I've learned about Netflix from working okay. with quite a few people from Netflix. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, another TV show, another show that I thought was quite interesting as well mm-hmm. was um, Stranger Things. Stranger, Stranger Things, Things yeah. yes. Yeah. In a sense that they're... Yeah. they're thingy that basically their the soundtrack was very 80s based Mm -hmm. which was very very interesting Mm. um and i really really liked it because how can i explain it's just the the 80s vibe with kind of like um hearing a couple of like old school and then the nostalgia as well Mm -hmm. so if you're looking at um Obviously, you've watched Stranger Things, right? Yeah, yeah, I've seen Okay, that. so you kind of see kind of like it's based in the... It's obviously filmed 80s, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the music kind of shows that. What do you think? Well, I think I think the... Is it the Duffer brothers? I think those are the guys that... Yeah, directed. they're the yeah. ones that... Is it directed, written, directed written, written, wrote it, written? And yeah. so it's got like... The first season, anyway. Obviously, it's the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got like very... Because you ain't seen the sex scene yet, um, you? Like synth simp like loads of simps in there uh-huh. um but like i don't think i've heard any kind of did you have any kind of 80s tracks in there at all i don't remember i, I think it was 80s it. inspired though it was, so it i did was. kind of it's, so you had like you know like when you watch a not watch a film but when you 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 just hear the noises and the sounds that kind of <laughs> please please elaborate <laughs> i really don't know what you mean ah um you hear the that like when you put on a like a, a t when you put on a TV and you get like this or okay. a TV show like or not a TV show when you're watching it like an old school film and you get that random like noise. Okay, that's not a great way of putting it. But do you know what I mean? You right, kind of get that. Do you get that? Do you get what I'm saying? Not really. So why were you why are you saying oh okay? When you don't like, understand I, what I'm I, saying. I know what you mean, but I don't like no, you, see. I don't see where it's going in this kind okay, of okay, but. This kind of, but yeah, I can't that. explain. I, I, I <laughs> maybe I will find a particular video and I'll post it on our on our Twitter so that people understand what I'm talking about because clearly you don't. Okay. Um. But moving on. Yeah. So it'll be quite interesting to hear what you guys think about soundtrack and the importance of it in films and mm-hmm. television as well. Yeah. And whether or not it kind of inspires you to go and listen to the soundtrack after you've watched a film as well. Because I'm, I, I know for certain, I keep mentioning Baby Driver, but Baby Driver definitely did that for me. So mm. I, I kind of went and listened to the soundtrack and I actually listened to the soundtrack today and I was like, yes, this is so good. Um, but yeah, so let's keep the conversation going. It'll be interesting to see what other kind of like films people feel like have great soundtracks as well. Yeah. Yeah, man. Cool. And then Stephen will keep the conversation going. Stephen will talk back to you guys because he's the music guy. I'm just the theatre person. <laughs> so, yeah. Boy, we both talk about films though and stuff, innit? So. Oh, yeah. This is a film one, isn't it? Mm. Yes. I tried to be nice because I picked the subject today, didn't I? Yes, you did. And it was a good one, wasn't it? We'll see. Really, though? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, moving on swiftly. Um, sound waves. Let's do it. What's your sound wave for this week, Stephen? Oh, man. Um... Do you even have one? No, no joking. I do. I do. Uh, oh, whatever. Let's do. Um, oh, you're uh, doing new... your smiling sound waves. No, 
No, just just something I've been listening to. Oh, okay. Sorry, my it's bad. It's an album listened to um, by an R and B singer called. Um, so was an R and B singer. It's not always, but um, his name is Brent Fires. Fires um, or fa- what is Fires. it? Fires. Brent Fires. Fires. F I F I Y Z A Z. There we go. <laughs> oh, I don't <laughs> but, know who um, that is. He released a new project called um, Sonder Sun. And um, he's he's also the singer that sang the chorus for or the hook hook or chorus for crew. Yeah, yeah. So you do you kind of do know who he is? I don't know who he is, like what he looks like. Okay, I didn't even know that he was on that song. So okay, but yeah, now Go you on. do. Um, but yeah, he released a new project, and the project is really, really, really good. I've been listening to it for like for the past few few <laughs> few days, and uh, yeah, there's loads of tracks. I think I need to give you a few so- thesaurus. For other words, instead of dope, I instead of I have, dope, I don't think I have any words instead of dope on there, but um, yeah, so but this is that the song I kind of want to shout out is uh, Stay Down. Your eyes like sunshine on my face, it's a good night, how it smells nice on my pillowcase, and I light all up when I see you walking by. I know that life ain't perfect, but you make it alright. Oh, I see you coming. Got my heart jumping like Jordan's. Play me like Spartan, do it all for me. The reason I'm kind of starting out to say down is because that song just reminds me of like really old school R&B. And you don't really hear that nowadays. You hear like Chris Brown singing stuff about wet and pills and... Chris Brown still sings. <laughs> yeah, he does. Where have you been? Who's still buying his music? People are. And he's actually dropping a 45 track. Oh, my, still? You know, we talked about it last year. I know, last but year, still. But he's, he's still doing he's it. He's still doing he's it. He's still going to do it. He's, he's following Not going to lie. I saw his documentary on Netflix and I was like, do I want to watch this? Nah. You didn't. So you didn't I watch didn't it. Watch Doesn't matter then. Doesn't it. matter. But I yeah. just thought I had to throw that in there. Cool. But so yeah, that on. was that's kind of just one track I want to chuck in there. It's well, just the one track. For now, yeah. Okay. Actually, I think that's it, yeah. Before I go into my tracks, I've got a theatre recommendation this week. Whoop, whoop. Yes. <laughs> um, I had two, but I'm just going to mention one. Okay. Keep it short and sweet. And um, the one I'm mentioning is The Currency of Sex, um, which is part of the Hackney um, Attic Thesta- Film Fest- a Theatre Festival. Get it right. Um, it's a rehearsed reading of a new play written by Atlanta Green, um, which is taking place on Saturday, the 28th of October at 7.30. Um, tickets are £8. Um, we will put it on our Twitter. Um, Stephen will put it on our Twitter. Stephen um, does everything. Yeah, Stephen does everything. Um, and it's starring Dorcas Stevens. <laughs> I say it like she's not my sister. Um, it's starring Dorcas Stevens and Joyce... Luen, Luen Indo. I tried. You tried. I tr- I really tried, guys. <laughs> I really tried. <laughs> oh, gosh. Everybody knows I'm known to butcher names, so I'm sorry. You can come at me, Joyce, on Twitter. I don't really <laughs> mind if I butchered your name. Educate me. I'm more than happy. Um, but the play itself is about um, two sex workers um, called Mary and Aditola. Um, one is an escort in London and the other's a prostitute in a brothel in West Africa. Um, and the play goes back and forth between the two women as they talk about their realities, two women in the same industry, but separated immensely by culture and privilege. 
So we got to experience that a little bit as part of a festival we went to go and see. Mm -hmm. So I believe they're expanding on it and made it more of a story. So it'll be quite interesting to go and see. So guys, um, that's the currency of sex. um, And that's on Saturday, the 28th of October. Cool. Music wise, Um, I've got my music tracks this week. Music tracks. Wow. Go on. Yeah, I've got two. Okay. I did have one originally. Then I heard a song today. And I was like, yes, I need to play that. Um, by the way, can I just ask you, do you still do your playlist on Spotify? I don't. Why? I, don't. Um, I haven't had the time, but I'm going I'm going to start. Are you going to start maybe, again? Maybe just like dropping, dropping a track on my Twitter just once in a while. So you're not going to do it anymore? Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Hmm. All right, then. Anyway, my tracks. Um, this one's an oldie but goodie because I was listening to Amy Winehouse the other day. I was oh, listening is to it, is it Take the Box? What? Never mind. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but I was listening to Frank because okay. I haven't listened to it in ages. And I thought, ah, oh, let me listen to Amy Amy's album. And I think I was listening to it on a train journey somewhere. And I was like, this is fire. Like mm. Amy was sickening. Um, but the track um that i would like to suggest people to go and listen to is amy winehouse in my bed The reason why I picked that track again, like I said, it's kind of like it. Oh, what what song does it sample? It samples a it a song, an old R and B, an old R and B song. But then I've heard Nas use it. Yes, yes. 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 Don't know what the song is. I don't know music, guys. I just kind I of listen to it. I, I did. No, um, but yeah, no, that's a really good song. And another song, I'm not gonna. This one won't be played, but it's also um, is uh, the fuck fuck me pumps by song amy winehouse. yes by amy winehouse that's also another good song uh, cool. i really enjoyed that and my other song <laughs> final final song which will play is um because i listened to the black panther watched the black panther trailer and i was like i need to know who wrote sing um the song the song on the trailer mm-hmm. and it's vince staples and it's bag 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 This is for my future baby mama Hope your skin is black as midnight I'll take you out there honey I can pitch you in the bins I can balance out your chakras Fornication is a sin We can fuck our night regardless So I father all in heaven As I pray for new McLaren's Pray the police don't come blow me down Cause of my complexion Everybody think Now when I heard that song, first of all, Vince is like sick. I just want to sit in a room while he talks, like just hear his words of wisdom. Just be like, <laughs> yes, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you, words Vince. Words of wisdom. Wow. Yeah. Okay. No, but he's a young man with a very, very, very sharp mind. Like very sharp mind. So, okay. um, so yeah, that's my two songs. Cool. So guys, go and check it out. 
I just want to give, I shouldn't be even be saying this films with you because last time I, I said on the podcast, um, people to get their um, Kendrick Lamar tickets. It seems like they've done that and left me no tickets to buy. So, <laughs> oh, shame, you didn't get a ticket. Oh, is it sold out? It's not sold out, but the, the tickets I wanted uh, are extremely expensive now. And, uh, Did you want front like, row? Like, it seems like I'll probably popcorn. have to like, remortgage if I wanted to get them. So, <laughs> I'm not but what do house that. do you own to be remortgaging? <laughs> like, rah. <laughs> so I'm I'm saying, I have to remortgage. <laughs> okay. But um, I'm going to just give this, just, um, you know, so people know I'm nice. I just want to let people know that. Thanks, guys. Thank you. But also, um, D'Angelo's coming to the UK. Have you got your ticket before you're shouting no, it out to no, people? No, I'm going to say anyway, just because I'm a nice guy. <laughs> but D'Angelo's coming to the UK um, March the 6th of March, 2018. Bruh, um, and that's next year. It is next year, but tickets go on sale on Friday. So oh, okay. Let if me... you do want to get tickets, get tickets. I'm making sure I'm getting tickets. Um, Are you really making sure you're getting I, tickets? I'm literally making sure. And next time I'm going to be recording, I'm going to be like, haha, I got my ticket. Have you? But um, <laughs> that, that's about it, really. So Okay, so guys, D'Angelo, Stephen's suggesting. Have you seen D'Angelo before? I've never seen him. I need to see I, him. For some reason, I thought you did. Yeah, I've got my like friends have seen him live and they say like he's pretty good. So I mm. need to check it out. Any TV recommendations? None this week? I'm watching Mindhunter currently. Oh yeah, you were so. meant to... Quickly go into that. Uh, just quickly. What do you think? It's just, give us, give I've us. Seen, I've only seen two episodes. I can't Well, really... give us a summary of two episodes. Yay, nay. Yay, so far. Okay. So we'll see what happens. It's basically 10. about the FBI trying to get into the mind of serial killers, right? Yeah. In, yeah. in a nutshell. In a nutshell. <laughs> but yeah, it just delves into more of that and how how criminals work to some extent. And it's very, yeah, very intriguing. Because we all want to know that. Yeah, because we all want to know. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. It's been fun. It's been great. Um, we'll see you. Oh, wait. Okay. Like, why are you rushing me, though? I'm not, I'm not rushing. So, where can people find us? Invisible Land? Yeah, just find us, man. you got to just, find us. Just look for us. We're in... Look for two people talking on the mic. That's no, honestly. <laughs> so, guys, you can find us on Twitter. <laughs> it's, I don't know why I do a podcast with my brother. Um, You can find us on Twitter. We are Artistic SOM. Uh, artistic SOM. At Artistic, yeah, what Stephen said. You can also find us on Instagram, where Artistic SOM Pod. Yes, we are. Um, we are also on Apple Podcast and SoundCloud, Artistic State of Mind. Yep. Um, we have a new SoundCloud, so guys, please follow and please listen. Um, share. Share. And also um, review us. We need it. We need it. need it, but it would just be good to know. Boy, we need it. <laughs> We need it. So <laughs> review us. You know, like we said in our last episode, we're starting from scratch. So it's all us, all independent. So guys, continue. Like I know we ghosted for a bit, but we are back. So guys, all our all our old followers that have been wondering where we are, we are back. So make sure you guys listen to us and share it with all your people then. Yeah, man. Do you want to tell people your personal ones? No, you don't uh, like to. I, I don't. I don't. Let's keep one. it moving. Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Jules Montana eighty eight. Um, so yeah, it's been fun. Cool. It's been great. Let's wrap it up because Stephen is eager to go. I'm yawning a bit. I'm sorry. You're yawning. I'm gonna go home and eat a jack and potato. Anyway, <laughs> bye guys. Have a lovely week.